Hi, it's Tim Hagen from Progress Coaching, and welcome to another episode for the Coaching Conversations podcast. Now, we are on Stitcher, we are on iTunes, and multiple different channels. Please check us out. Now, one of the things that you'll get out of our podcast episodes is a lot of content, a lot of strategy. It's not fluff, it's not concept. Yet we really want you to engage with the content and let us know your feedback. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us. If there's topics you'd love to have us address, we would love to share them with you. Let us know your impact and let us know your feedback. Coaching resistant people can be one of the most difficult things we all go through as managers and leaders. And the biggest mistake we make to start things out is we want to fix them. We want to address it right in the moment. Remember, For lack of better description, resistance is a skill set, and they've been practicing it a long time. Us magically showing up with these great coaching techniques is probably not going to be suffice. So keep that in mind when you're coaching someone. It's not going to be one conversation. It's going to be a series of conversations. So for example, if you have someone with a negative attitude, wouldn't it be great if we called him in the office and said, Bob, you got to cut it out. Your attitude stinks. And he comes around the desk and he hugs you and shakes your hand and says, thanks for the revelation. I'm cured. Now, I bet you're laughing because it's kind of humorous, right? So when we're coaching resistant people, a lot of times we have to coach to build awareness. And we have to sometimes, when we're coaching them, to give them time to really think. So the number one thing you can do is use time as your ally, not your enemy. Now, we want people who are resistant, who are negative, who are pushing back. We want it all fixed by tomorrow morning just doesn't work that way. So when you're coaching someone who's resistant, and let's say you've made a number of attempts to coach this person, and you have the typical, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but, before you even get to the end of the sentence, meaning they're not wrong, it's not their fault. So try this. Number one, use a permission-based question. Bob, would you mind if I shared with you a couple opportunities where I think you could work more effectively with your teammates? Now, it's rhetorical. They always say yes. Now, If for whatever reason somebody says no, they're going to be very uncomfortable doing that. But let's say they do. Don't say a word. Curiosity will kill them. Okay, what's it about? Number two, use something called the sword. Bob, would you mind if I shared with you a couple opportunities where I think you can really work more effectively with your teammates? Because I don't want to make assumptions of where you're coming from. That's the sword. Because I don't want to make assumptions, which I think could be unfair to you. The goal is to have the conversation. The goal, as best you can, is to get this person to listen and converse without resistance bubbling to the surface. So when you own why, so you get permission and you own why through the sword, then you ask them to do something called a rule of engagement. So let's say I say to Bob, Bob, I, I, I'd love your permission to share a couple opportunities where I think you can work more effectively with your teammates because I don't want to make assumptions where you're coming from. I think that would be unfair to you. Would that be okay? Sure, go ahead. Here's where the rule of engagement comes in. Bob, I'm going to ask you to do something that's a little bit weird. I think you're going to have the knee-jerk reaction to interrupt me which is another form of reverse psychology. You're going to have that knee-jerk reaction to interrupt me. I've given this conversation a lot of thought, and I want to provide you the same opportunity. Notice I'm upbeat, I'm friendly, I'm happy. And when I share with you my opportunities and my perspectives, and instead of us getting into a discussion, 
I'd like you to just embrace what I said. I'm not asking you to fully agree. What I'm asking you to is to really take time and think like I have. Because I don't want to put you on the spot. I don't want to put you in a position where you feel like you've got to talk. And I'd like to just provide you those perspectives and have you just digest and assimilate what I've said. Then what I'd like to do is get back together tomorrow. And I want you to share with me what you're going to do successfully to alter the perceptions and the observations I'm about to share with you. So let me do a quick review. When you use permission, it's a sign of trust building. When you use the sword so I don't make assumptions, I'm owning why we're having this conversation. You lower their defenses. You don't erode them. You will lower them. Then when you use the rule of engagement, I don't want you to speak. I don't want you to respond. I want to be fair to you. Here's the funny thing. In emotional intelligence, they talk about building self-awareness all the time. And one of the best things that we can ask people to do is reflect. So by using that rule of engagement, we're using something called reflective coaching. And then if you notice what I did at the end, I used a self-actualized question. And what are you going to do to successfully alter, here's the keyword, those perceptions? I'm not really saying you're doing it. And that's where you'll get traction with somebody who's resistant. Now, let's say this conversation goes well, and it should go fairly well. You can then say, you know, Bob, every week I want you to come in, and I want to meet, and I want to put a structure around this, and I want to maintain this dialogue. And I want you to come in every week and share with me one incident or circumstance where you really felt like you embraced your teammates and you diplomatically engaged with them, and maybe one looking back where you missed the mark and what you might do going forward to adjust. What that learning project does, which is due between the coaching sessions, is it maintains accountability and ownership for the person you're coaching. Especially with someone who's resistant, we have to facilitate the ownership and the practice of the things that we're coaching to. Let me know your thoughts. Thank you for listening to another episode of Coaching Conversations by Tim Hagen and Progress Coaching. Now, our company is always coming out with new and innovative solutions to help leaders coach their employees. And recently, we just created a new service called Coach to You, where leaders can pick and choose topics and assign 7 to 21-day programs for employees to learn and, more importantly, apply actions and then reflect and share what they're going to do going forward as a result of the learning. It's called Coach to You. We're literally bringing coaching to your employees. If you're intrigued, we'll have a link in each one of our episodes where you can get more information. And again, thank you so much for listening to another episode.